Let us pray. But the Lord your God ye shall fear, and he shall deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. 2 Kings 17.39 Lord, because you have created me to live in freedom, I will not hand the keys of my life over to ungodly relationships and traditions so that I remain captive to their harmful and manipulative tactics. I will not be immersed in evil like the children of Israel. I will not go into a cycle of unfaithfulness because of a false promise of abundance. Even if I fall, I will be quick to call on your name to deliver me and bring me to a place of rest and restoration. No matter what the situation looks like, I will remind myself that you are never too far. I will remind myself that you are just, to forgive and to forget my shortcomings. When others seek to take advantage of my vulnerable moments and mistakes, I thank you, Lord, for sending people in my life like the lions of 2 Kings 17, who will roar and fight on my behalf. Today, I confess, that the hooks of the enemy are being removed from my mouth and that I will speak your praises for the rest of my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Israel's Sin and Punishment In our last story, we learned about the wicked king Ahaz. He ruled Judah with idolatry and evil. His twisted practices and unstable mind made Judah vulnerable to attack. Now we learn about the tragedy of Israel. Its walls would crumble, its cities would burn, and its people would suffer. We witness the downfall of Israel as people are carted away like cattle to the slaughter. Naked, afflicted, and alone, Israel still clings to its idolatry, inspired by the book of Second Kings. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. This is Jack Graham. In our previous episode, we heard about King Ahaz and his complete rebellion against God. He did despicable things, killing his own children to sacrifice to pagan gods. Ahaz suffered God's judgment as Syria and Israel both went to war against Judah and took land, devastated Judah's army, and plundered its cities. Still, Ahaz refused to humble himself and turn to God. He bowed to more and more foreign idols until he finally died, never experiencing peace or salvation. Today, we'll turn north once again to the kingdom of Israel. They, too, are plunged into deep darkness, and God's anger will burn against them, leaving devastated cities, suffering people, and citizens taken as slaves of the enemy. Yet, just as Ahaz did, They will not release their idols or turn from their evil because these foreign gods grip their hearts. Let's listen now to today's reading of God's Word. Violence and bloodshed marked the beginning of King Hoshea's reign. He led a coup against King Pekah of Israel and seized the throne. Pekah's blood cried out in condemnation against Hoshea. He was a cowardly and evil man although not an idol worshiper like his forefathers. Rather than degrade the God of Israel, idolatry, and false sacrifice, Hoshea sinned politically. He compromised the safety and integrity of Israel by pledging allegiance to Shalmaneser, king of Assyria. Every year, Hoshea would give a tribute to Shalmaneser in exchange for safety and favor. To Hoshea, it seemed like he was protecting his people. In actuality, he was sending them into their doom. One night, Hoshea sent his servants with an important message. The message was for So, king of Egypt. In it was a lengthy plea to wage war against Syria in exchange for Israel's loyalty. After hundreds of years of freedom, Hoshea was about to make Israel slaves to Egypt once again. The messengers rode fast under the cover of midnight. Their horses huffed under the darkness, and only the moon lit their way. As the riders drew closer to Egypt, they were interrupted by a band of Assyrian spies. They surrounded the messengers. Inch by inch, they drew closer. Then, with one scoop of their spear, they killed them. The message was received by Shalamane Seir. Livid, he mounted his chariot and began his journey to Israel. Hoshea was walking in his gardens. He paced among the rose bushes, hoping to hear word back from the king of Egypt. He could hear footsteps behind him. Perhaps his messengers had returned. Hoshea turned around to the blunt side of a blade against his temple. Hoshea fell to the ground unconscious. When he awoke, he was in an Assyrian prison. Chains choked at his throat, and the darkness of the cell was broken by only one torchlight. Hoshea would never see his kingdom again. The king of Assyria unleashed a tidal wave of hate and fury onto Samaria. The people of Israel were taken captive. They were stripped of their clothes, beaten, and then taken away towards Assyria. 
Thousands of Israelites winced in pain as the Assyrians put fish hooks through their lower lips and tied them to strings attached to the horses. Tied by fish hooks, the Israelites marched through the wilderness, naked and helpless. They were dispersed around Assyria to Halal, Habor, Gozan, and Medes. In all their suffering, so many people refused to cry out to God. Their idolatry was impeded deep in their hearts. They feared other gods and had forgotten the god that saved them from the fist of Pharaoh in Egypt. In the last two hundred years since King Solomon, they had erected pillars for other gods. They had condoned human sacrifice. They even gave their own children as burnt offerings. They had forsaken charity, kindness towards foreigners, and humility. They served idols and themselves. The Lord had sent countless prophets to warn them. He warned them of how unstable they were becoming. He warned them that their might as a nation was only as strong as their relationship with Him. But they would not listen. They were stiff-necked. They hated the law of the Lord. They adopted the practices of other nations. As a result, they were captured like other nations. So the Israelites were given to their own desires. Now they were truly like other nations. They faced the demise and humiliation of kingdoms that lived in a chaotic world. All but Judah were carted off like cattle to Assyria. Their pain-filled moans echoed across the canyons, as did the screams of fishhooks being ripped off of children's lips. The sight filled God with sorrow, and He waited for them to cry out to Him, but they did not. As the people were being taken away, the city of Samaria was destroyed. Its walls were crushed and its homes were burnt. All that remained were palaces and buildings that the Assyrian people occupied. However, the Assyrians were unaware that the city belonged to God. As they drunkenly laughed in the temple halls, a roar could be heard from the city streets. God sent a pride of lions from the wilderness to drive out the Assyrians. King Shalemanseer was a brutal man, but wise and inquisitive. He appointed some priests to teach him and his men about the ways of God. Yet, this did not sway him. We open today's passage to find a bloody coup as Hosea overthrew Israel's king, Pekah. Hosea was a faithless king, though as we learned, his idols were not carved images like so many of the kings worshipped before him. No, King Hosea worshipped at a different altar, that of political alliance with a foreign nation. Rather than trust God for provision and protection, Hosea turned to the king of Assyria, submitting himself and his nation's security to him. To Hosea, this seemed like a wise choice. Assyria was, after all, a mighty nation. But as Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, soon discovered, Hosea's loyalty was not to him but to his own interest. But even as he pledged loyalty to Assyria, Hosea engaged in treachery. He sent messengers to the king of Egypt, pledging loyalty to Egypt if they would attack and conquer Assyria. As you might imagine, Shalmaneser was not too pleased when he discovered this plan. For this, Hosea and all of Israel paid dearly. Hosea was bound in chains and thrown into prison, and for three years Israel was besieged by Assyria. In the ninth year of Hosea's reign, Samaria fell to the Assyrians, and the people were captured and enslaved. It's obvious, isn't it? When a nation and its leaders turn from God, 
there is judgment that follows, always, and people suffer. The very idols that people turn to today can ultimately enslave and torture us. Our idols are not made with stones or political alliances, but often those things that we love or serve or worship more than God. After so many years of unfaithfulness and idolatry, Israel faced the consequences of their great sin. This was not the result of one sin or even one generation of evil. Since they had left Egypt, Israel had lived in a pattern of rejecting God, desiring to be like other nations, rather than being set apart and holy as God's people were designed to be. Time and time again, God had sent prophets and leaders to warn them and call them back into a relationship with Him. We see this in 2 Kings 17, verse 13. Yet the Lord warned Israel and Judah by every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes in accordance with my law that I commanded your fathers and that I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. But rebellious people continued to go further and further away from God, embracing the cultures, the customs, and the carved enemies of the world. So Israel's people were dispersed as slaves to cities throughout Assyria. The very thing that Hosea had hoped to avoid with his dishonest dealings and foolish allegiances was now a reality. Ultimately, God gave his children what they wanted, to be just like the other nations. They exchanged what was truly good, a covenant relationship with their maker, for a lie. The lie that they could have a better life apart from God and his ways. In reality, it's the same lie that the devil told Adam and Eve in the garden, questioning the word of God and suggesting that God is holding his perfect good away from his children. But even in their rejection and in the midst of exile and humiliation, God never stopped loving his own. He still had a plan for Israel to one day break the chains, and not only theirs, but the chains of all the world and the terrible grip of sin. He would do this through the Savior, Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear God, thank you that the promise is still true that it is always good to trust in you, to not rely upon the way of this world, but to always trust in your ways. Thank you that you never stop loving us or giving us an opportunity to repent and return to you. May we never exchange truth for lies. May we never listen to the enemy, but always listen to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority along with Bible study in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure and share it with someone you know because it can truly make a difference in someone else's life. And if you want more resources on how you can know the Bible and live the Christian life, contact me at jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org for many resources that will help you in your walk with God. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? 
electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.